calls me moody welcome to the moody show i hope you enjoy this episode of my podcast being moody episode 10 i guess i'll call this one messing around with famous musicians this first story is about a friend of mine years ago named alan parsons you may recognize the name there's a famous alan parsons uh, he started the alan parsons project before the alan parsons project he was a sound engineer. He engineered uh, The Beatles, uh, Abbey Road, and Let It Be. Uh, in the 70s, he engineered Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. Then he created his own project, The Alan Parsons Project. Well, as I said, I knew an Alan Parsons, but it was a different Alan Parsons. In a weird coincidence, the Alan Parsons that I knew was also a musician in a band. He called his something else. I met Alan when we were at music business school down in South Beach, Miami, learning about sound engineering and copyright law and stuff like that. Anyway, I remember uh, Alan had a show, his band was going to be playing, and we had heard that uh, Brad Delp from Boston was going to be in town. So uh, Alan tracked him down, figured out what hotel he was in, managed to get a call through, and uh, there was no answer, so he, he left a message. Basically, he said, uh, this is Alan Parsons. I'd really, uh, I'd really appreciate it if you'd come see my band play, you know, this Friday night or whatever it was. And then we just waited. Well, after the show, we went back to Alan's room, and uh, he had a message on his machine. It was from Brad Delp. The message was something like, hey, you know, it's me, Brad Delp. I'm really sorry that I wasn't able to come check out your show. I've really wanted to see you for a while, and uh, this was my chance, and I'm really sorry I missed it. You know, hopefully we can catch up another time. Really, really nice message. Uh, because Brad Delp thought it was the other Alan Parsons. So anyway, we're having a big party at Alan's place, uh, after the show and he plays this message and everyone was absolutely floored. Brad Delp had called Alan and apologized for not making his show. A few days later, I guess they got back in touch with each other and figured out that Alan Parsons wasn't the Alan Parsons that Brad thought he was. And they had a good laugh. And uh, towards the end of the phone call, Alan said, Brad asked him, hey, Alan, I got a question for you. Alan says, yeah. Brad says, did you get lucky that night? Alan said, yep. I had all kinds of crazy encounters while I was down there. I ran into uh, Skid Row. I met David Byrne from the Talking Heads. Then there was this night that a bunch of us students from that music school were all out partying, having a great time. We met this, this dude that we hung out with for a while. And uh, we ended up drinking him right under the, right under the table. Like we we put him to bed in his hotel room. This guy was absolutely slaughtered. Couldn't hang. 
well, after we put him to bed, we were looking, we were looking at him, just looking down at him, you know, and, and somebody was like, hey man, I recognize that dude. Like it was the first time we really took a good look at him, you know, eventually dude's like, yeah, no, I recognize this dude. That's Tone Loke. <laughs> we, we had drunk Tone Loke under the table. We didn't even know it till we put him to bed. So I, I mentioned Brad Delp from Boston earlier, the band, obviously. Uh, and I've had a lot of contact with, with members of the band. Uh, when I was a kid, nine, ten years old, my father worked at Polaroid and uh, worked with Tom Schultz, who was the, the guitar player and really the creator of the band, a very central figure in the band. And my father would bring home recordings from... Tom Schultz's Hideaway Studios for me to listen to at home. In fact, I still have a cassette tape he gave me of Boston songs, some of them with different lyrics and all kinds of cool stuff. I was listening to the second album before the first album even came out. Anyway, uh, years ago, I, I, I got engaged. I was going to get engaged to this girl. I was going to ask this girl to marry me. I, and I, I ended up breaking up with her, but at the time I I was really intent on asking her to marry me. And so I asked my dad if he would ask Tom Schultz if they would, you know, announce my engagement at the concert that was coming up. We were going to this concert and would he do it? So my my dad goes over and he visits the the brick and mortar uh place that Tom maintained called uh Schultz Research and Development. It was over on Trapello Road. This is in Massachusetts, right off one twenty eight. And uh, he goes over there, and I, I forget who was there. I think it might have been Gary Peel, one of the other guitar players. Uh, it might have been Goudreau. Anyway, one of them was there, and uh, when my dad walked in, they had the entire organ disassembled down to the keys and strewn out all over the floor because Tom Schultz wanted to rearrange the keys so that it played the way he played, not the way, the way it was customarily played. This was like the you know a couple nights before the show or something, and this guy was freaking out because Tom had completely disassembled this organ. Anyway, my dad asked him, uh, you know, if they would if they would be willing to announce my engagement from the stage. You know, now this is uh, this is a Great Woods in in Massachusetts. Uh, it's just under twenty thousand people, nineteen thousand nine hundred people, I think, is the capacity. So it'd be a pretty big pretty big deal. Anyway. Uh, Whoever was there, I forget, like I said, who it was, but whatever whatever band member was there said, well, you know, that's not really our thing. We don't really do that, you know, kind of stuff, crowd work from the stage and stuff like that. And so congratulations, but we'll, we'll decline. So anyway, fast forward, I, uh, I end up going to the concert, you know, I brought the girl with me. We're sitting there waiting for the show to start. And I think it was after a couple of songs or something. The band had been out, they played or whatever. All of a sudden, Brad Dalp starts talking about how they had been approached by some friends to uh, see if we, they wouldn't announce a very special, very special occasion for their friends, you know. And I and I thought, uh oh, because I don't have the ring. I didn't bring the ring, and it sounds like he's talking about me. He's like, yeah, you know, this friend asked us if we would announce their engagement from the stage, and I start sweating. I'm like, oh, I'm going to look like the biggest fool 
in front of 19,900 people because I got all this way and I don't have the ring. And he just dragged this out and I was like uh, sweating the whole time. And he got to the end of the announcement. He's like, so, you know, Sally and Dave, congratulations. But, uh, you know, that's, that's really all I'm going to say about that. And they went on with their music. Apparently I wasn't the only one that asked him, but I legit thought he was going to call me out in front of 20,000 people. It was terrible. Well, my friends, I think I'm going to leave that there. There are plenty more stories to tell, but as I mentioned a couple of episodes ago, we're going to change format. I'm going to have guests and friends in and tell some more stories. I think I'd like to have somebody in the studio here while I tell some of these stories. So we'll get back to story time, but uh, with a little extra twist to it. Thanks a lot for checking out the last episode of me solo in the studio. I hope you've enjoyed uh, being moody. I know I have. <laughs>